This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and welcome to GovInfoSecurity.com's Week in Review for Saturday, July 31st, 2010. We begin our report with word that NASA Deputy Chief Information Officer for Security, Jerry Davis, will be moving to a similar role as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Information Protection and Management at the Department of Veterans Affairs. In an interview I had with Davis, he described his approach to the role of a Chief Information Security Officer. I like to think of myself more of a, a yes guy rather than a no guy. You know, the chief information security officer and security organizations are generally and typically known as kind of the no people. You know, I try to run an organization that's in parallel with what we're doing in the office of the chief information officer, which is enabling our, our customer and our client. So we try to be a solutions-oriented environment. Around Labor Day, Davis gets the chance to try out his approach to IT security in a much larger organization. Veterans Affairs has some 300,000 employees versus NASA's 18,000. Now, on to our featured interview. In recent testimony before Congress, Homeland Security Deputy Undersecretary Philip Reutinger said the Obama administration would rather not have separate organizations devoted to cybersecurity and physical security because it's more effective to address them jointly. That's a sentiment appreciated by Patricia Titus. She's the one-time Chief Information Security Officer at DHS's Transportation Security Administration, the agency responsible for security checks at airports. Now the CISO at Unisys Federal Systems, Titus sees the link between physical and logical or virtual security. Logical security utilizes infrastructure such as card readers and biometrics and video surveillance, which are all based on technology, so there are cyber implications to them or virtual implications. I agree with Phil. By trying to pull them apart and put them into different agencies, you're going to have issues between the collaboration that needs to happen between the physical and virtual world. I'll be back after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. And from our blogs, I write about John Gilligan and his view that Inspector General audits of agencies' IT security should not be treated as gospel. He says the flaws the IGs identify may be factual, but they're not always put in the perspective of the agency's overall approach to cybersecurity. Gilligan is the former Air Force and Energy Department's CIO and for the past couple of years has been the major force in getting government agencies to adopt the consensus audit guidelines the 20 key automated controls that go a long way in securing IT systems. Gilgan's basic gripe about IG audits is that they're not placed in context. The whole IG review process is one that's not really provided a lot of value because the IGs come in without any criteria and all they have to do is find potential problems. The agency says it doesn't matter what I do, the IG is going to find some problems. But the consensus audit guideline says, no, wait a minute, if you can define a subset and focus on them and here's the criteria, here's how you evaluate whether you've been successful. The IG may say there's other stuff, but the response can be, yeah, but I'm focused on the most important things and I'm making progress. 
Gilgan says government needs to provide better IT security training to auditors and develop consistent criteria in evaluating the security of IT systems because many constituencies, including Congress, give significant weight to their findings. To read more blogs and news stories and listen to our interviews with leading IT security practitioners and thought leaders, go to GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.